Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We have a show for you today that we hope will help you in transforming your life in a big and meaningful way. We've called this episode, Letting Go of the Past to Create Your Present, especially in the light of the past 18 or more months of a pandemic-restricted world and all the cascading effects of those restrictions starting to pop up everywhere. We thought a show on a different, very doable perspective on personal and global transformation might be timely. It may look like the world today is in big trouble, upside down, or has just gone completely berserk. Well, in some ways, it's all of those things. But at least a significant part of all the turmoil and upheaval the world has been in for a while now is as a consequence of humanity needing to wake up to more of what's true and what's truly important in life. We've had those mornings, haven't we, where we semi-consciously keep putting our pesky bedside alarm to snooze to try to carve out just another wink or two of sleep time, right? We're still too tired to get up. (laughs) We don't get enough sleep. Or we plain dread facing what's in store for us that day and wish we could postpone the inevitable forever. But we can't really do that, can we? Yes, we have to face the music sooner or later. What kind of music? (laughs) (laughs) A violin music. Well, this is that sooner or later time for all of us collectively as the human race to face the music of what we're really here for on Earth at this time period. We're at a place in our evolutionary growth process where we cannot keep punching the snooze button on our wake-up calls. We have to take fresh new stock of who we are, what we're here for, and get to fulfilling our true purpose as immortal souls. Most of the turmoil in the world comes from any and all resistance in each and every one of us to change to the changes we need to make in how we see life and how we live it. That might be a small amount in some of us, but when you put it all together as a whole humanity, it can add up quite quickly. The less proactive we are in making the necessary changes, the more our lives seem to be thrown into upheaval. But the truth is that none of us are meant to live in pain and suffering. Contrary to popular belief, pain does not equal gain. Neither does suffering make us better people. What makes us much happier human beings is largely due to how we each choose to respond to all that we encounter and experience in life. In those unfortunate situations in which we do encounter suffering, for example, If we choose to respond with compassion towards ourselves and others, 
we would heal, reducing the suffering and ultimately experience happiness and lasting peace. If, however, we react in anger and hostility or in judgment and blame, that's the most popular one I'm seeing these days, we will not only continue to suffer, but add to the suffering, both to our own and to others. Much of the upheaval and suffering in the world we see every day is initially part of the overall healing process. As in personal healing, most often at least some degree of detoxification or release of the toxic elements in one's life up to that point has to be allowed before the new healing energies and nourishment on whatever levels can be received and assimilated. What we are witnessing every day in the world is a major purge of the consequences of our past decisions that we didn't learn from, of course. It's never God or the universe punishing us. It's just that this school of life that we are all learning in keeps handing out the lessons we haven't learned and passed. You've probably noticed that many times in your personal life that once you've learned from a type of life experience, you don't repeat that kind of experience, or at least you handle it a lot better when it comes along. But when you fail to learn from a certain kind of experience, you will have another experience similar to it to have another opportunity to learn from and pass the do-over test. For example, if you get into a relationship with someone and you experience great difficulties in that relationship, if you just run away from that experience and relationship without learning from it and making new decisions, you usually end up in a similar relationship difficulty with someone else. Or you find that the job you are in becomes intolerable and you just run away from it without learning what you needed to learn from that experience. You might find that the next job is just as bad or worse than the one you escaped from. I know I had that one a few times. (laughs) On the other hand, if you discover that you're in a bad job situation and you look at what made that job situation so intolerable for you, and you don't throw around a bunch of judgment and blame at others for your difficulties, you would learn the lesson you had to learn in that life situation. Then, having learned that lesson, you are equipped to make a new decision about the kind of job you need to create for yourself next. Then, the next job you have would offer you a new space and provide you with new opportunities and experiences much more in affinity with you. Just like in regular schools, in the school of life, we often have to take boring, difficult, or uninteresting classes as prerequisites to enrolling in the classes we are truly interested in majoring in. If we don't know that those were just, if you didn't know that those were just prerequisite classes that we have to pass in order to fulfill the real purpose we're here for, we might decide to ditch those classes and play hooky. Yet the school of life keeps very accurate track of our attendance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those classes keep showing up in front of us if we don't pass them until we find that we can no longer keep progressing in our life. This school of life here is a no-nonsense, challenging school, not for the faint of heart. We each need to develop plenty of courage and compassion if we are to make it all the way through. You're all very courageous souls for being here. 
What is it that you need if you are to progress in this school, especially today in the state the world is in? And why do you need plenty of courage and compassion to, to quote Bob Dylan, keep on keeping on? Progress requires change. If you find that your life has become somewhat stagnant or you don't feel that you are progressing along your path very much, you need to transform your life from where it's been to where you'd like it to be now. And it's change that brings on the fear, isn't it? After all, we're all, we're all comfortable in our comfort zone. That's why it's called a comfort zone. We're comfortable there of the familiar. Today, each and every one of us is being called to transform our consciousness and ourselves. That tends to strip us of our cozy security blankie and evict us from our comfort zone. Enter courage. But when you look for courage, you don't find it until you first choose to have compassion in how you relate to everything and everyone in your life. I want my blankie. <laughs> my security. I like my security, cozy security blankie. <laughs> but yes, throughout history, people have reported that the first words spoken to them in an encounter with an angel were, Fear not. Now, I always like that. <laughs> no angel ever said that to no, me. No, not to me either. I guess, <laughs> I guess we were, we're we were beyond <laughs> that point. Of, uh, <laughs> they go, oh no. Usually, when the angels show up for me, it's it's like, oh no, not you again. <laughs> well, uh, the question then would be, you know, how do you not fear? Oh, it's easy. Yes, have courage. And remember, the English word courage comes from the French word le corps, meaning the heart. Your courage comes from your heart, not your physical heart that pumps blood throughout your body, but from the heart of your being, from the core. Ah, once again, le corps of who you are. Courage is always and forever within who you are. You're never without courage. It's inside of you, right? So you just have to be more fully with yourself to access it. Ah, you know, those times when you feel like, where's courage when I need it? <laughs> I'm freaking out over here. Ah, okay. You have to be with yourself more fully to be able to tap into that courage. It's already there. You don't have to go and you know, pump your muscles or something to, to make it bigger. No, it's your courage is already inside. Okay, which means you can't be against yourself or in competition with yourself. Ah, trying to be better than me, you know, so I could be better. I could, I could get better approval ratings. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be loving toward who you are. Right? And that's part of having compassion toward yourself. You have to be accepting of yourself just as you are. You have to love yourself as you are and not postpone loving yourself until you're better or you've been redeemed or, or you've met some kind of expectation of yourself finally. Now, right here and now, just as you are. And that's why compassion is the best antidote to fear. In the presence of compassion, fear dissolves. 
and makes way for courage. Courage and compassion are essential to living through global transformation and major life changes. Remember earlier, Raphael said that you need to transform your life from where it's been to where you'd like it to be now. That's shifting your focus from your past to creating your present. This is where so many people miss the boat. I see this all the time. All too often, when people realize that they need to make a fundamental change in their lives, they immediately assume that they are unhappy with their present life and wish to create a better future for themselves. Neither of those two parts of their assumptions are correct assumptions. Of course, you know what they say, <laughs> used to say. I don't know if they still say it, but they used to say in business all the time about making assumptions, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to. Something out of you and me, right? <laughs> yeah. I won't explain that on the radio show, but you can look it up. Yes, you can look up anything on, on online, right? Okay. But don't believe everything you read. <laughs> At any rate, What's the incorrect about those assumptions in this case that Raphael was referring to? It's that both parts of those assumptions are in the wrong tense. And no, I'm not an English grammar teacher by any stretch of imagination. So I'm not making a grammatical statement here. <laughs> you can't quote me on that level. <laughs> I don't know. I think I slept through grammar class. Anyway. No, you didn't. <laughs> if people believe that they are unhappy with their present life and therefore wish to create a better future life, they're making their relationship with their present the cause of their unhappiness and then are projecting their creation into the future that really doesn't exist except in their linear intellectual mind. Yet your creative power is within you as spirit, not in your intellect. In spirit, there is no time and space. Therefore, no linear sequence of events from the past to the present to the future. In spirit, you create the whole thing in an instant. Whatever the answer, whatever the solution, whatever you envision, you create it in an instant, the whole thing beginning to end, what we call beginning to end. That instant here in the world, defined by time and space, we know as the present moment, right here, right now. Everything we hope to, to create, ah, we have to create it here and now, not in the future or for the future. You have to create it here and now to have and experience in the here and now, no matter when it might show up in your physical life on your calendar. Uh, on the calendar, there's yesterday and tomorrow and next year and last year and 10 years from now and all that stuff. Also, what makes you unhappy is nothing, not anything in this present moment ever. No, try it sometime. When you're in the present moment, you're not going to be unhappy. There's no unhappiness in eternity. 
and what we call the present moment is our window out of time, linear time, to the eternal. Anything you've been unhappy about is always in your relationship with what has already happened. What you have already experienced before what you call this present or the present moment. So if you begin with the assumption that you are unhappy with your present, you end up trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist in the present. Plus, you can't create the solution you need in the present. Boom, you're destined for failure every time. And that's been the topic of our show today, letting go of the past to create your present. Often, the first indication you might have that you need to make a change in your life in some way is when you discover that you haven't been happy. You might believe that you haven't been happy about a particular situation or condition in your life, even if you've been fairly happy otherwise. Yet, even if there's just one thing in your life that you've been unhappy about for a while, you intuitively know something has to change. At that point of discovery, Many people tend first to assign cause of their unhappiness to someone or something besides themselves. Well, it's time for our first break already, and we'd like to welcome you to join us this Saturday, October 9th through Monday, October 11th for our special Zoom retreat seminar for our German and our English-speaking friends and students in Switzerland, Germany, and elsewhere. Michael will teach... The Path of Awakening, Your Compassion, Clairvoyance, and Creative Expression, an extraordinary in-depth comprehensive online retreat seminar. He will teach in English with immediate translation into German, organized and hosted by our good friends Wolfgang and Marianne Jaeger of Imlicht in Zurich. This retreat seminar will be accessible online or by phone via Zoom globally, So the schedule for the events will be different for different time zones, of course. For those of you in Switzerland or Central European time, the Saturday and Sunday seminar sessions will be from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. or 14 to 21 or 14 to 21 or yes, Central European time with two 20 minute and one 60 minute break. And the Monday evening session will be from 7 to 9 p.m. or 19 to 21 or Find out all the details and sign up online at the Forum Im Licht website at imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. You can also go to our website, michaeltamura.com, for details in English along with contact information for the event organizer. We will return in just a couple of minutes, letting go of the past to create your present. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. 
one of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been looking at how you can transform your life by letting go of the past to create your present. So let's explore that further, and I'm going to turn it over to Michael first to finish his train of thought. Yes, I, I guess I have a lot of trains of thoughts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we go up on our break during the middle of a lot of my trains. <laughs> yeah. I need to invest in the express you know, train, so it just goes <laughs> right on through. <laughs> this one's a big one. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a it's an important subject we've been talking talking about in terms of letting go of the past to create your uh, present. I was mentioning before the break that, you know, if you've been unhappy for a while, you just intuitively know, I, I have to change something, right? And and at that place, a lot of people tend to discover. That, oh, you know, I think I'm unhappy about this and that and, or about myself or something else or somebody else. And, for example, a person might think, I'm pretty happy except when I have to be with that miserable person. <laughs> Ever feel that way? <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> or, uh, my life is pretty great except when I have to go to work at that lousy job. <laughs> or I used to have a happy life until the pandemic hit and I lost my job and I can't be with the people I love or go to any of my happy places. And it's been bad ever since. So that's easy to easy to see. It's like that's what it, we're, we're looking at in our lives in front of us. And we're going, okay, that's <laughs> until now, until this happened, until that person, whatever, I was pretty good. And, and now I'm miserable or I'm just down and out, whatever the case might be in terms of your unhappiness. Well, the problem with continuing to see your life and yourself that way is that you're assigning cause over your experience that is within you to other people, situations and conditions outside and therefore separate from you. And when you do that, you've relinquished your creative power to do anything to change your experience. You make yourself a victim of separate external circumstances that you ultimately can't control, can't do much about. When you're unhappy about anything in your life experience, 
always remind yourself first that both your unhappiness and what you are being unhappy about are your own experience that you are having within your own awareness. An easy way to recognize that is seeing that not everyone experiences the same things in their lives the same way you do. One person experiences a sunrise as a near holy experience, whereas another person standing right next to that person ignores it in favor of watching a TikTok video. That's such a good example. (laughs) What seems to be one event can be experienced by different people as everything from joyous to awful. What we are happy or unhappy about is always in relationship to our inner experience. Next, if you ever find yourself unhappy about anything, know what that it could only be about a, an experience already in your past. Right? Oh, yeah. I've already been there, done that, and I'm, unha- I'm still unhappy about it. <laughs> Whatever that experience was, you've already been there. You've done that. It's over. It's not ongoing except in your mind, if you keep dwelling on it in some way. And it's not even the actual experience you're hung up on. It's just an image in your mind about that experience that you are experiencing over and over. It's not the experience. It's, that's long gone. That's done once and for all. But it's the image you made in your mind about that experience. And so it's got all the you know facts and figures probably in it, but in the feelings and the judgments and everything you didn't like about it. And the exaggerations about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, the fish that got away. <laughs> and so as long as you keep staring at that and experiencing the same old picture in your mind with all those elements and continue to choose to be unhappy about it, you're never going to become happy. That's that simple. So when you first recognize that you've been unhappy about anything, remind yourself that you've already been there, done that. And you don't have to keep experiencing the pictures about that experience and staying unhappy. Every transformation begins with awareness and a new decision. That decision, that new decision, has to be made in the present, here and now, not in the past nor the future. Your decision needs to be in some way, I am happy now, rather than I will be happy once this rotten thing stops, (laughs) once I feel better, once this, that, the other thing. You're postponing it into the future that isn't going to happen. But that's where many people have a problem as well. They more often than not think, how can I be happy when all I'm feeling is unhappiness or just blah? I'm just tired, weary, unhappy, oh, just angry, depressed, whatever about stuff. Some people even try to fake it until they make it. That is, they pretend that they are happy until they start to get happy. Well, that doesn't work if you believe you're just faking your happiness. 
like plastering a fake smile on your face because that's what you're expected to do. When you decide in the present that you are happy, that's your decision to change the state of your consciousness and therefore your experience. You're committing in the present to yourself that you are happy now rather than unhappy in your past up to that point. Your decision that you are happy now is a creative decision and you're deciding not to continue to keep recreating your past unhappiness in the present. Remember, the truth is within you always as well. Unhappiness is always, always, always based on lies, never the truth. Seek the ultimate truth that is eternally true within you, and you guide your awareness away from dwelling on the unhappiness of believing in the past lies or pictures and to the peace and joy of truth in the present eternal. Whenever you experience the truth within you, you will experience real happiness, regardless of whatever situation or condition or person you are experiencing at the time. As you become willing to let go of the past that you've been unhappy about, you're able to make a new decision that you are happy right here, right now, not based on any external person, thing, situation, or condition. Whatever's going on, whatever's you're experiencing right now, it's a new decision right here, right now. I'm happy. Yes. Making a new decision is a highly creative act. Every new experience begins with creating a new decision. Creating a new decision can't be based on your past. It's a decision you're creating in this moment, anew, out of nothing. Imagine that. <laughs> That's what we do, right? When we imagine something that we, we weren't experiencing before, something new. Once you decide that you're happy now in the present, then you can imagine what you would like to have in your life now. With that, you begin the process of transforming your life from what it was to what it is. And in your life right here and now, you begin to experience a new experience of life with much more happiness of what you love in life. Indeed, that's true. I, I want to use an example of an experience that I'm going through right now that involves both the past and the future. And I know a lot of you can relate to this one, not just with the type of experience, um, because it can overlay on a lot of different kinds of experiences we have. And that is, um, Michael and I finally got brave enough uh, through this pandemic to see a dentist and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, get our teeth cleaned and everything we hadn't for a year. And much to both of our regret, I found out that um, I needed a root canal in spite of how well I was taking care of my teeth. And isn't that everybody's favorite thing? I think there's an expression that says, I'd rather get a root canal rather than something else. I'd rather go to the (laughs) Venice canals than than a root canal. So it's been a few weeks since that diagnosis, and and I've seen an endontist about it and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, I waited a month for that appointment, and I have to wait another month to actually have the work done. So here it is in my past Mm -hmm. is this whole 
root canal thing. And then, uh, you know, in the near future, in November, it's going to actually happen. And so that's a really interesting dilemma that's similar to what a lot of you go through in projects or with uh, other medical diagnoses. You know, you got a diagnosis and then what's the next thing, an operation or something like that. So you can drive yourself absolutely nuts thinking about either one, you know, back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth. The, You know, the diagnosis, how horrible, how terrible it is in the future that you have to get it treated and, you know, root canals are not fun or any operations are not fun. But what according I, to according mostly to, everybody that you've ever talked to. <laughs> that has ever been through these things, you know, pain and suffering and all that. So um, I decided after I got the full... I knew it actually as soon as I started having the pain in that area of my my mouth. But um, I just decided, you know what? I got the diagnosis. I'm getting on with my life. I have my appointment, and on that day, I'll face it. And if the picture comes up, if the image in my mind comes up, you are going to the dentist on November 9th to do this, you know. I just imagine a rose. I put that image in a rose and explode it, and I don't let it bother me. And that has really helped because sometimes I actually even forget I have that coming up. Whereas in the past, when I was much younger, I would have obsessed every day about this until <laughs> until it happened. And I know a lot of you are like that as well. You know, being all scared and creating a lot more pictures about how terrible what could go wrong and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And that creativity is powerful. Imagination is very powerful. You can you can start to put energy more into it toward that or toward the healing exactly so Raphael I, I think chose to have uh, to to transcend her dental experience <laughs> transcendental <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> well actually after I blow that picture I remind myself to create a picture of it being a very successful mm-hmm. and as painless as possible situation where there's no complications you know I, I just keep my attention right on, here right here and right now and it's very similar to something a, a very good friend of mine is going through right now in relationship to a mistake she made in the recent past mm. and I'm not going to say what that mistake is because I don't want that person if she's listening to identify with this but she made a mistake and it could cause her legal problems and she's very she was very freaked out about it um, when she contacted me, and all I could see she was doing is keeping her energy in that past and not looking at how she could solve the right issue and, and just, you know, own it as a mistake and find help to get her to solve it. And that's really all she needed to do. But because some of us get so cl- clingy onto the those past pictures mm-hmm. of okay I made this mistake it's it's unforgivable I might go to jail which I didn't think was going to be the case for her but whatever it is if you uh, you know take care of it before it becomes a real problem before someone else comes in to take care of it for you um, you have a much better chance of coming up with a better solution and that's uh, one of the key points in that is the present. You create now. It's not waiting for the time when something is going to happen. I'll, I'll create it. It's right here. I'm creating. Okay. Well, using Raphael's example of, of the dentist's uh, experience, she's right here. She's creating her dental experience, her, her 
her root canal experience, and it's going great. It's because in your mind and as the spirit that you are, in as spirit, you're always in eternity. There's no time or space or linear sequence of events. It's only here when you manifest whatever you create is unfolds in time. So right now, when you create, oh yeah, I'm having a great experience with all of that. When when the quote time comes that you think of in the future, when the appointment is or the surgery is or the legal uh, situation, you know, arbitration is or whatever it is, oh, it's going to unfold at that point. But you're creating it right now, not in the future, and you got to let go of the past. The funny thing about mistakes, I mean, who doesn't make a mistake in that sense of the word mistake? But you got to be careful with that when you're thinking about a mistake, because whatever you're calling it a mistake wasn't the mistake. What do I mean by that? Well, even if it was a moment, the instant after you did something, that's when you decided it was a mistake. Not, you weren't, you didn't make a mistake while you were doing whatever you were doing. It was sometime after you did whatever you did, you look back. And that's when you go, oh, that was a mistake. I'm not going to want to, I don't want to do that again, right? We have that many, 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 many countless number of times in the lifetime. We make, if we call those mistakes, we make zillions of mistakes, but they're not mistakes until we realize we learn something about it. And once we become more aware, more understanding of what we did or what happened, the consequences, whatever, then we judge it in, in the past as I made a mistake. No, well, I did it. I wasn't making a mistake. But now, if you get stuck on the mistake, you don't get to learn from it and move on. Well, we're coming upon our second break, and we'd like to invite you to join us for our next teleclass on Saturday, October 16th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. This one is on taking care of your giving energy work to reset your daily workspace, and it's part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. When you work, you are sharing of yourself, so it's essential that you take care of your giving by learning to do psychic energy work to reset your workspace regularly. When the energy of your workspace is set up correctly for yourself, you wor- your work will not only shine, but you'll enjoy it more. For all the details and to sign up, go to our October events calendar section at our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, and speak with our Fabulous assistant, Noelle. She knows everything about what we're doing. In just a bit, we'll be back with you for letting go of the past to create your present. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We've been exploring the process of transforming your life. It's a simple process of letting go of the past and creating your present. It's simple, but not always easy to do, of course. So let's continue exploring what makes this simple process often difficult to do and what you can do to succeed in creating a better life for yourself. Well, one of the things I wanted to look at is um, what do you do when that past you thought you let go of already keeps up keeps popping up and bringing more unhappiness and pain. It, it sounds like some of those horror movies where, where the psycho killer keeps on, you know, you thought, we well, finally got rid of that person. <laughs> or Groundhog Day. Oh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Groundhog Day is a great example of what we're talking about. If you if you haven't seen this movie, I think it's with Bill Murray. Um, it's about a guy that lives this day, over, this very boring, seemingly boring day, over and over and over again until until he gets his lessons right. And um, it, it sort of tells the story of what we're, we humans are doing, reincarnating over and over again, because in a way, reincarnation really has to do with the soul not finishing. So uh, sometimes we're aware of things in the past, and sometimes we're not, like karma, you know, things that kind of slap us in the face. But... Um, what do we do when that past we thought we already let go of keeps popping up and bringing us unhappiness and pain? Well, the first thing is going within and recognizing what you're doing is looking at a picture. You're looking at a picture and, and you're running your energy through it. And I'll give you an example. I've used this example before on other radio shows, but I think it's just a great example of this is I was extremely grief-stricken when I lost my dog, Aiko, at the age, young age of eight years old. She died while, while we were traveling, and she was in kennel. She had some kind of a heart aneurysm. And um, it was very, very difficult. It was six weeks of wailing and crying and Michael taking me up to the hot springs and trying to comfort me and everything like that. And 
I thought I was getting through it when one day I was driving my car and I just broke into tears. And I knew it was about my grief with Iko. So I pulled my car over to the side out of the way. And I had this determined sense that I wanted to get through this grief and let this go because I wanted to move on with my life and not feel like uh, there was one thought that came up was, I don't think I can live without my dog. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you dog lovers have had that experience once or twice. So I thought, that's it. I, I need to look at what's happening here. So I, I burst into tears and I pulled my car over and I, I decided to just go into a light uh, trance and take a look, you know, mock up that rose or imagine that rose. What am I looking at that's making me cry for no reason, seemingly for no reason? Well, some part of my awareness knew what the reason was and it showed up. I kept looking at the would've, could'ves, mm-hmm. and should've. The pictures that all said I should I should have done this. I would have done that if I only knew. And I could have done that if only. And I was trashing myself. That's what the grief for me was about, was I felt like I didn't give her the wonderful life that I had promised her. And I wasn't a good enough mom. And, you know, we always make death about someone else's death about ourselves. That's the ego at work. And, of course, many years later, I have come to understand that. But at the time, recognizing the pictures I was looking at even unconsciously in a sense, because I, when I burst into tears, I didn't even know why I was crying, except it had to do with my grief. So when I was able to psychically look at it, it, it was very easy for me to just imagine that picture in that rose and let it blow up in a flash of light and let it go. And that was literally the last time I, I had to go through that the depth of that grief. It was really an amazing experience. Yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah. You know, and and when you get there, it's so, so, so utterly simple. But when you're in the midst of, especially something like intense grief, and it's just painful and excruciating, and you just can't even face it, that's what it feels like, right? Yeah. And And then we fall for that all the time. But... It's absolutely true what Raphael says. And my experience, both in my own self, personal experience, as well as in looking at and witnessing, observing so many people going through difficult, difficult challenges in their lives and, and, and all of them, they're, what makes it difficult is it's so emotionally intense and painful, even if it's not physically painful. It's it's and, and a lot of times we misinterpret the things that we're going through on an intense emotional level feels like physical pain in the body. And so then we go, God, what's wrong with this, you know, elbow? What's wrong with this knee? What's wrong? And a lot of times there's no injury, there's no physical trauma there and, and shouldn't be hurting, but it hurts. Well, guess what? It's not on the physical level. And so what is that? What I've seen repeatedly down underneath everything is that guilt. Who was it? Dostoevsky that wrote uh, that big old book, Crime and Punishment. Or, or It could have been one of the Russian novelists, right? <laughs> Crime and Punishment. Uh, most of us, if we haven't been arrested or convicted of some kind of crime, we don't think of ourselves as criminal deserving punishment. No, but underneath it all, 
whenever we're in guilt. Ah, what's the shoulda, coulda, woulda that Raphael used as an example? Oh yeah, guilty as charged. I should have done this. I could have done this. I, you know, why? Somehow it's all my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> and so, yeah. yes, what's that emotion we talk about in, in that situation when something you blame yourself? Basically, there's no guilt unless there's blame, but there's no blame unless there's guilt. Be be before somebody starts to blame anybody or anything, there's got to be guilt. And so then. Oh, that guilt is within us. And every single time when I got to some really, really intense, uh, excruciating, emotional something that, that, you know, you just, you don't even think about it. You just unconsciously block it off until sometime where you can't, it, you can't make it go away. <laughs> it, it comes in your face over and over like that alarm clock. You, you can't seem to turn it off. The only thing you can do is put it on snooze and five minutes later, it's in your face again and again and again until you finally realize, you know what? This is something deeper that I have to deal with. I got to take a look at this. I can't keep on just pushing that snooze button because it gets to that point where it, that doesn't work anymore. Right. So then be proactive before you ever have to get to that place where the snooze button's not working anymore and go, okay, what's what's just like Raphael did? What's the picture? What's what's really what am I really looking at that I'm being so unhappy? And at the bottom of that, in most cases, you'll find you've been long guilty about something. And you consider, you blame yourself for the crime that you were guilty of. Usually it's not a legal crime. It's, it's an emotional crime or psychological crime. It usually ends up how you treated someone, what you did that caused harm or pain or suffering to others or to yourself. And so when you find that and you go, Oh, I can't forgive myself. I'll never forgive myself. How could I possibly have done that? What a grievous mistake that I've made. Ah, before the break, I was mentioning mistakes. Yes. It's never when we're doing something, we're doing it out of our best awareness and ability and information we have at the, at the moment. Sometimes it takes years before we learn enough and gain much more insight, awareness, understanding of something that we go, oh, my God, I really made a bad, terrible mistake 10 years ago. But sometimes, occasionally, you do whatever you do because that's what you thought you needed to do at the moment. This is the best decision you had. And then right after you do it, you realize, oh, my God, that was a total mistake. That was a total mistake. And from that moment, you decide you've committed a crime. You've committed a mistake. And you experience that guilt. And it's too much to handle. And so you just start to 
you know, we can start pointing fingers at everybody else. Well, I didn't, I didn't mean to do it. Now they did it. They, (laughs) mommy, mommy, he hit me first. (laughs) Whatever the excuse might be, we just want to get away from it. But sooner or later, it's going to come back to kind of first nibble and then bite. And when we get to any of that point, when it starts to nibble at you, that's a good time to really take a look at it and go, oh, yeah, and that's the past. Am I willing to let go of this guilt? Yeah, because being guilty about it isn't going to change anything. It's not going to make it better. In fact, it's going to make it worse. Because as long as you're guilty, you're not going to be able to have the kind of communication that you might wish to have with that person if somebody else was involved, right? Or you can't face yourself in that arena, so you avoid that part of your life, and maybe that part of your life is important for you to be able to do other things that you really would like to to accomplish. So sooner you can get yourself unhooked from that guilt of the past that no longer is. The easier, the better, the faster, everything is going to improve for you and everyone else around you. I mean, you've been around somebody who's punishing themselves and you seem to like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with this person, right? What if that person popped out of that guilt? Oh, so much happier. It'll be so much easier for you to be with that person. Huh. Wouldn't that be nicer? Yes. Same thing for everybody else around you as well. So you'll help everybody if you just take that picture, blow it. Forgive yourself. And then you create your next step in the present. Absolutely. Out of and, guilt. Uh, yeah. Out of guilt meaning not in guilt. Yes, not in guilt. All right. Well, we're at the end of our show today, and we appreciate all of you joining us today. We hope that you each learn something new about your spiritual growth and healing process. Be sure to join us next Wednesday to learn about your telepathy and thinking clearly. Find out that enjoying your clarity of thinking may have more to do with learning to use your psychic abilities correctly. Remember, too, our special Zoom retreat seminar events this Saturday, this coming very Saturday, October 9th through October 11th, and this is 2021, taught in English with immediate translation into German, hosted by Forum im Licht in Zurich, Switzerland. Learn about being on the path of awakening, your compassion, clairvoyance, and creative expression. Find out all the details in German and sign up online at the Forum Im Licht website at imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. You can also check our October events calendar on our website, michaeltamora.com, to get details in English. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We will joyfully see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.